This is the truth about public speaking. It's the podcast that puts you front and center when you're front and center. I'm Ed Barks, here to help you advance your career, attain your business and public policy goals, burnish your reputation, and gain added confidence when the spotlight shines on you. In this 10-part special limited series, each program runs 5 to 10 minutes, enough time to give you the public speaking strategies you need while not belaboring your busy schedule. Remember to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts and leave a review too. And take a leadership role by sharing the podcast with colleagues who stand to benefit. Now, let's discover the truth about public speaking. People sometimes ask me if I scrutinize presentations with a critical eye. The answer is yes. It's like the next door neighbor who happens to be an auto mechanic. He can't help but pop your hood when he hears your engine sputtering in the driveway. And that's kind of the way I am when watching other speakers. In this episode, I want to share a few stories with you and encourage you to use them to your benefit. Let me begin with one of my all-time favorites, a Hall of Fame blooper involving a faux pas with a wireless microphone. It happened at a seminar led by an individual who made a big deal about how much experience she had as a speaker. I had never heard of her before, and her braggadocio sounded a bit puffed up, but I gave her the benefit of the doubt. Well, until she got caught with her pants down. Literally. Now, here's what happened. She asked us to break into small groups to participate in an exercise, after which she proceeded to scoot from the room. Now, the battery packs on those wireless microphones have an on-off switch. Our speaker neglected to switch it off. Those of us listening through the room's sound system were treated to a number of conversations she held in the hallway. Now, once she had wrapped up her chats, we heard the sound of her footsteps on muffled carpeting. Next, the sound of a door swinging open. Then, her footfall echoing on a tiled floor. There were some smiles, some guffaws, and some horrified looks. By now, we all knew she had hit the restroom. Next came the squeak of a stall door being opened, followed by the distinctive click of the latch and a rustle of clothing. Then, silence. Our presenter had caught a break. One of the female audience members had taken pity on her and made a beeline for the women's room to warn her. Well, the status she had tried to claim earlier was shattered. Oddly, when she returned to the room, she compounded the damage by neglecting to acknowledge her mistake. That elephant remained in the room for the duration of her talk. By the way, you may have picked up on a number of additional errors this speaker made. For instance, when she left the room, she sent several signals to those of us in the audience. First, if you have questions as you conduct the exercise, tough, I'm out of here. Second, who wants to listen to, and perhaps learn from, the group deliberations? Not her. Third, simply by observing, she could have gained insights into audience members to weave into her presentation later. Here's the takeaway. Familiarize yourself with any electronic equipment you plan to use. And unless it's an emergency, limit your restroom visits to the official breaks you give your listeners. Better still, take off the wireless mic during break periods.
I was once seated at the head table of an association's meeting waiting for the program to begin. Dinner was served and the speaker had not arrived. Well, that made for a table full of very nervous organizers. Mr. Big finally showed up a precious few minutes before he was scheduled to talk, much to the relief of the meeting planners. He thought he got there just in time. I argue he was an hour late. Folks, don't ever make your host sweat. Let them know you care. Show up early and be sure to track down your meeting planner, conference chair, or, or program liaison to let them know you are on the scene. This simple action aids their comfort level. It's also important to your future relationship with them. It all comes back to preparation and planning and respect. Here's what to do. If it normally takes you 30 minutes to drive to your venue, give yourself a full hour. All it takes is that one fender bender to turn your quick trip into an agonizing crawl. Better to arrive with plenty of time to spare. If you get there early, you can always use the extra moments to make a few phone calls, catch up on text messaging, finish up some paperwork you brought along, or drop by to see a client or acquaintance who has an office nearby. If you are arriving from out of town, fly in the night before. Why risk getting delayed by weather or airline delays and either missing your speech or showing up late and all panicky? In fact, I sometimes arrive the morning or afternoon before. That way, I gain a few hours to catch up with friends or business contacts I haven't seen in a while, make contact with people I want to meet in that city, or attend a networking event. That still leaves my evening free to rehearse one last time, or just kick back and rest in my hotel room for the day ahead. And what about remote presentations? Log on at least 30 minutes ahead of time. That gives you the ability to iron out any technical glitches. It wasn't 10 minutes into my presentation in Orlando that an audience member interrupted me, launching into a lengthy diatribe on her belief that I was not delivering what audience members needed. It's ironic that this individual was in charge of communications for the organization that hired me, yet she had avoided any involvement in the planning process and was now trying to play the big shot in an attempt to save face. She argued that the audience needed more in-depth information about how to deal with the media. All my preparations told me just the opposite. I had spent a lot of time reading the background information supplied by the organization and holding numerous conversations with those who did get involved with the planning. As always, I also conducted some independent background research to sniff out any issues they were ignoring or trying to hide or simply didn't even know about. What happened? Well, an interesting dynamic unfolded. Before I could say anything, several audience members chimed in to say they believed the presentation was on target. They made it clear to the communications manager that her comments were off base and less than tactful. I would like to think this dynamic unfolded because I charmed them with my glittering personality and stunning good looks. Ha! <laughs> well, the fact is, although I knew not one person in that room before that day, I made it a point to talk with a good number of folks beforehand to break the ice and to ask them what they wanted and needed from our time together. That meant they already knew I was going to cover areas of interest to them. Needless to say, the rude interrupter failed to avail herself of that same research strategy. 
In addition, I attended the sessions scheduled before mine. This allowed me to observe the dynamics and to be seen. What are the lessons here? Allow your audience time to get comfortable with you. If you are confronted by a hostile questioner, familiarity can be your best line of defense, provided you have completed your homework and done a solid job of audience research. You'll find more behind the curtain stories in Chapter 7 of the book, The Truth About Public Speaking, so I invite you to take a look there. In the next episode of The Truth About Public Speaking podcast, we'll talk about how you can transform audience questions into the answers you want to deliver. I hope you'll join me. Thanks for listening to The Truth About Public Speaking, the podcast that puts you front and center when you're front and center. Remember to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, consider posting a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you tune in. And don't forget to share news of the truth about public speaking with colleagues so they can benefit too. For more public speaking advice and to learn how we can work together, visit me online at barkscom.com. I'm Ed Barks. Until next time.